long time in the making, but it's finally here. You see him the beat. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Central Storytellers, the show where we share some of the best radio dramas produced by the students of the University of Central Missouri's digital media production courses. Hi, I'm your host, Shannon Johnson. We brought you our first episode last week. Tonight, we share the works of four more students who have completed the radio production courses. In this week's episode of Central Storytellers, we bring you the work of UCM digital media production student Will Knight and Charlene Hills, along with works from two of our alums, Brinkley Beaver and Noah Lampson. It is indeed a treat to share these students' works with you as they learn how to develop a script, foley art, sound effects, to create a story that is intriguing and engaging on the radio. First up tonight is Will Knight's piece depicting a disgruntled restaurant employee who, frankly, has run out of patience. Close my guy. Uh. Listen here, buddy. We're closed, alright? Time's 11.56. Still four minutes. Look, I already turned off all the machines. It, it, it'd take me 20 minutes just to get them all up and running again. I can wait. Are you dense? Because I'm not making your food. Get out of here. I know George, you know. The owner. I know George. Why don't I just get George on the phone? You mother... Oh. What the... Have you lost your mind, you dumb cuss? Give me your phone there, bud. Do you understand how crazy you are? Nice catch, buddy. Shut the cuss up. Hey, Don. Stab just sent me to help close. Whoa! What's going on here? Lenny, shut the cuss up. This is so far above you. Where did you get that gun, Don? I keep it in my apron. Why, why would you keep that in your apron? Um, in case I needed to use it? Why, why would you need to use it? Because people piss me off. Well, that's no reason to shoot somebody, Don. Mother Lenny? Please don't point that thing at me. I didn't know. Lenny, every time I hear your voice, my blood boils. Did you know that? Uh, no, it did Lenny? I just want you to know that you're the reason our species isn't evolving. I want you to know that, I want you to understand that, and I want you to believe that. Oh, right on, right on. Don, why are you leaving? Lenny, I just pulled a firearm out on a man. I do not work here anymore. Whoa, what the?
Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. It happens to all of us. You have a busy day, an important meeting, a potential life-changing audition, and you oversleep. Charlene Hills shares just such a story with us. Only her main character has some interesting help to get moving. Ugh, stupid alarm. What, what time even is it? Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm gonna be late. Wait, what? Why am I being censored right now? <clears throat> well, obviously, because we can't have that kind of naughty language in here. What, what, what do you mean? Who? Or what are you? Why are you in my head? Now, now. Can't you guess? I'm your guy, Sai. Size guy, if you will. I like the sound of that, don't you? You can compliment my amazing wordplay later. You gotta get ready. Big audition today and all. God, you're right. I literally can't be late for that. Gotta have that nice clean face to impress those directors. I guess so, voice. Am I supposed to call you something else or is disembodied voice preferred? Narrator works. Now let me do my job. With time ticking down, we're only left to wonder, will Sai make it on time? Who knew that would be the biggest kick in the rear to go faster? Hey, there you go. You're catching on now. Just keep it family friendly and all. I just need to get this audition down, Pat, and everything will be fine. Will everything, in fact, be fine? Or will our hero have to face their biggest struggle yet? Okay, is there, like, an off switch or something? You're making me really anxious with this ominous narration. No. No, you can't. Dang. What cereal do I eat? What cereal will they choose? What a frosted fiasco. A honey horror of a choice. Frosted. The, the, the frosted one is fine, and also not that big of a choice. I would have picked that too. Don't worry. So, like, do you know how my day is going to go, or are you just giving me a play-by-play -play as it happens? It's kind of like the play-by-play. -play. You're not a sports person, so it's okay. I know what I'm doing. Ooh, ooh, that's a great outfit. But will the directors think so? Oh my god. I'm going with this. It, it's a great outfit. You're literally the worst narrative device. If you just say these, like, unneeded questions. It adds suspense. Okay, okay. I admit, I have been a pretty lousy narrator. I'm just nervous, okay? It's my first house call. House call? Yeah, like, narration in a house? Most of the action is when you leave. Well, good thing I'm almost ready to leave, so goodbye. What? what, what? Adios. 
Hold up. Sayonara, narrator. Wish me luck on rocking this audition. And off they go, to rock the day's audition with not a single doubt in their mind. Good luck, Sai. I'm rooting for you. Did you know that when you shop at a local business, you can create jobs, stimulate the local economy, and reduce your carbon footprint? 90% of net new jobs are created by small businesses, which makes them the largest employer nationally. And for every $100 spent at a local shop, 68 of those come back into the community because small businesses buy from more small businesses. Because of this, habitat loss and pollution caused by transportation has decreased by 26%. To learn more about the benefits of supporting small businesses in your community, visit one in your area today. This message brought to you by your friends in UCM Digital Media Production. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Divas. You know the type. Those actors and actresses who think they're just too good for any role that come their way. I believe Brinkley Beaver captured just such a character for you to enjoy tonight. Hello, Miss Mountjoy, Clarissa here. Clarissa, Clarissa Alderbrook, Major Alderbrook's wife. I'm in your church drama group. Clarissa. Yes, that's me. That Fine, thank you. Yeah, Actually, it's the drama group I'm phoning you about. You may recall when I joined you last year, I took great pains to make sure you understood what a wealth of experience I had, not to be sniffed at. You said so at the time. We agreed, did we not, that someone with as many productions under their belt as I have is a valuable asset to any amateur group? Let me see. I was in Calamity Jane. No, I wasn't Calamity. I had a supporting role. I was a stagecoach passenger in scene one. But then I was also in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I was the mother of one of the kidnapped brides. Of course I've had a speaking part. I had two lines in Seven Brides. But that's not important. I was in those productions, and you were aware of it, and I thought my experience should be taken into account when it came to casting people for your stuff. Yes, I do realize that, as the director, you have the right to cast whomsoever you choose. No, I would never dream of questioning your authority. But this is the third production you have done since I joined you in, well... To be frank, I feel you've overlooked me. First, there was the Christmas service. You refused to even consider allowing me to audition for the role of Virgin Mary. I am not 55 years old. If you must know, I'm 54. But I don't see what my age has to do with my acting ability. How do you know she wasn't an older woman? Oh, all right then. If I couldn't play the Virgin Mary, I was definitely in the right age category to play her cousin Elizabeth. Surely you could have written the scene into the service? Isn't it in the book? I didn't say anything at the time. Well, all right, yes, I did, but I didn't want to press the point. I only continued pressing until I was sure you had registered my complaint and realized it is simply not done to take an actor of my caliber and standing and make them third angel from the left. Then, to add insult to injury, there was your Easter production. Now, I realize you were trying for one of those airy-fairy, newfangled... No scenery, let the audience imagine it type of productions. But did you really feel the only part I could play was the boulder in front of the tomb? I know it's an important part of the story, but... Thank you. I do try to move gracefully. I used to do ballet, you know. Did it for years. It still comes in handy. My ability to move like a boulder is neither here nor there. 
I could have been Mary in that production, even if I was slightly too old to play her at Christmas. By Easter, I would have been the right age. Let's face it, I'd have been closer than the girl you cast. Oh, come on, Miss Mountjoy. Mary at Easter was a woman with a son in his 30s. She would hardly have been a teenager, would she? I could have given the role depth. I could have supplied it with poise and understanding and raw emotion. I'd have had the audience crying in their seats with my portrayal of a mother's anguish. They'd have talked of nothing else for weeks. Pardon? Yes, of course they're supposed to be thinking of Jesus and his suffering, but... Well, but I think the audience would have seen him suffer more with me as his mother. Now on to your latest production, the Harvest Festival pageant. What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you serious? I am an experienced actress. I have dignity, poise, and yet you expect me to climb into that silly, not to say itchy and hot, costume to play a harvest offering? I know everyone else is doing it. I've seen everyone else's costumes, and some of them are inspired. I fully understand you asking Freddie Blacklock to be a banana. And casting Evelyn Eden as a juicy red apple seems to sum her up wonderfully. Although, getting that horrid Tompkins boy to be a raspberry, do you know he's taken that as a green light to make rude noises at me throughout rehearsals? I don't much care what you dress others in. I don't care whether there are good sports about it or not. What matters to me is the part you expect me to play, and I am here to tell you I simply cannot do it. I won't. I put up with being an angel, I tolerated being a boulder, but this is far, far worse. This is not a part I should play. Miss Mountjoy, let me say it loud and clear. I am not a ham. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You heard his voice as the narrator in Charlene's radio drama. For our final piece tonight, Noah Lampson tries to pump up his buddy for the big date. Okay, here we go. This is it, man. Jeez, why am I nervous? It's not like I'm on a fast-moving train with no brakes heading for a nuclear power plant. I wish you could have gotten this out of the way a few years ago like a normal person. Here. Brush your teeth. Okay, uh, what else? Uh, hair, teeth, oh, pits! Gotta remember those pits! Dude, can you stop this? No matter how much you do to make you, me look good, she's still not gonna be glad to see me. Would you shut up? Do you know how often I hear you complain about not having a girlfriend and not being good enough? Well, this is your chance. You've gotta stop doubting yourself. This girl definitely doesn't want you thinking you're not good enough. She's let you advance this far. That means she likes you. Now, if you can just shut up tonight, you'll be fine. What could she possibly want with me? She's pretty, she's smart, she's cool. I mean, the only reason she agreed to go on this date was because she was having family problems or something. Either way, dude, you've gotten this far. My keys, where are my keys? You've got a date. She at least has somewhat interest in you. Now you just gotta build on that. How do I do that? I know this sounds like a stupid concept or something your mom would say, but you gotta be yourself. You've seen those romantic comedies where this guy tries to be all cool to impress the girl. 
She pulls into the gas station he works at. He tricks her into believing he doesn't work there, that he's super rich and actually owns the BMW he's working on. Finally, my keys. The only reason he has grease on him is because he just got done saving a family and their dog from a burning vehicle. Yeah, all he has to do is say, sorry, there must be some misunderstanding, but no, he lets her believe it. And then halfway through the film, the girl finds out who the guy actually is, and she gets all mad at him for lying to her, and she said that she should have just been honest in the first place. It happens every single time. I mean, haven't, haven't the characters in romantic comedies ever actually seen a romantic comedy? I say you skip all these stupid antics and just be yourself. Learn from all these dumb movies. Come on, man. We both know that she's way out of my league. Ian, there are no leagues. The idea of leagues is just a lie designed by a muscle-headed jocks to oppress guys like us. They put us in a category, a lowly, awkward, unattractive category, and then we stay there believing that that's, that's all we're worth. If you believe that she's out of your league, then she is. She is way out of your league. But if you stop thinking about all of that, you can get this girl. You can be her man. Now come on. You're gonna be late. Thanks, Tanner. Thank you for joining us today for the second episode of Central Storytellers. Tune in next Sunday night at 6 p.m. for another fun-filled episode right here on UCM The Beat. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.